0: Welcome into a new episode of Get Fiddles and Paradiddles. My name is Chris. My name is John. And John, we have arrived at Christmas time. Can you believe it? It
1: is Christmas time, buddy. No, I cannot. Wow, this year has just about gone as fast as any year I can remember. Yeah. I mean, it's
0: Um, been, totally agree. It's been like a blazing by. I mean, we're, oh my gosh, we're two days away from Christmas and, you know, uh, our, uh, our daughter's out for, for Christmas break for like two weeks. And I think yes, for me, that's yes. when it really starts to feel real is when she's, you know, she's ramped up and she's yeah, super it's the excited. Antici- it's the
1: anticipation of the day, man. Everything yeah. just kind of builds up to, to Christmas day. And, uh, the kids are excited. They're all running around, all hopped up on, on Christmas cookies and all kinds of stuff over here. So same thing, the kids are out of school and they're all you know, asking if they can open a Christmas present early. And I'm like, no, shut up, go to your room, clean it up. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's definitely getting ramped up over here at the Mobley house as well. Yeah, man. Um, just can't believe that we're, it's already here, man. Good yeah. goodness gracious. This is, this is ridiculous, man. I didn't, it's like football season, man. It, you know, as soon you, you know, you've got the whole entire spring and summer, and then football gets here, and it's over, and then it's Christmas, and the year's over. It's like, oh,
0: my God. Yeah, what happened? What
1: yeah. is going on yeah, in this world? Yeah.
0: Speaking of, I mean, f- football season went by really fast, I feel like, this year. It did. It really went by fast, and it seems
1: like the past two seasons um, have just flown by for some reason. Uh, I don't know if it's just because I'm busier during that season as well, so you know, gigging and playing out and, um, you know, it's just, it's hard to sit back and and kind of relish, you know, especially, you know, I I prefer college to NFL slightly. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, watching college football down here in the South, man, it's an all day
0: event. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're checking the scores of not just your own team, but you know, you're following, you're following all of it. Exactly. But you're right, man. It is just flown by, man. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's, it's definitely been faster than I remember it. And what's weird is this year, maybe the first year ever that I've cared more about the, uh, the college stuff more than the, yeah. the pro stuff. And, it, yeah. and part of that part, yeah. partly because the Falcons are in a weird fluxing time right now or, yeah, they they're terrible. Yeah. They really suck. And they're going to have to rebuild and all this kind of stuff. And it's just not fun to watch. You know, I, no, I don't follow not. NFL as a whole, like you do college ball, you know, it's just right. Not the well, same. you
1: know, there's just so much, there's mu- there's so much more pageantry. There's a lot more history. Mm hmm. You know, uh, you feel like you're a part of the college experience, right? Right. Uh, as opposed to the NFL thing, it's just a bunch of grown men out there hitting the shit out of each other, you right. know? So, right. um, you know, visually it looks better on TV, NFL, but as far as, you know, your level of passion and, you know, investment in, I mean, college football in the South is yeah, you know, it's just as important as going to church on Sunday. <laughs> yeah. So, for sure. Um it um but yeah, it is just you know, uh flown by. It's already, you know, we got one more bowl game and unfortunately Georgia uh wet the bed in the SEC Championship game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's always next year. That's always the, next that's, year. What the, that's that's the what Georgia UG motto. Is. That's the yeah. Georgia way, baby. Yeah, baby. Always and next year. The, there's always next year. Yeah. But yeah, um just really
0: um you know, we've had a great year ourselves, Chris. Mm -hmm. Um, that's what I was just about to say. I mean, we did celebrate just a a couple months ago, our one year anniversary of the podcast, but the brunt of this podcast has been recorded in 2019 and man, it has been exciting.
1: It really has, man, to see this thing kind of starting to slowly blossom into something. It is, uh, I take a lot of, uh, pride in that, uh, and I am super blessed that you were along the ride with me. Um, you know, just this little thing just kind of started off as a stupid idea in my head.
0: Yep. Um
1: while also I, was, I was just about
0: to say, this started off you know, with just a conversation on a phone and, and here we are, like, uh, you know, it's fourteen months into it and it's just it, it what's, what's crazy is it feels like it has so much momentum now. Like, it's like, yeah, well, how, how sure. could this, how could we stop doing this? Like you can't, yeah. you can't stop. Yeah, doing, you can't, you, know? you can't,
1: man. Yeah. Um, uh, it, it's, it's, uh, definitely grown to be a part of our lives now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? This is something that, um, it's part of our, our routines, you know, uh, doing this podcast, bringing you guys the content and, uh, we've got a bunch of stuff in the pipeline for 2020 oh, yeah. and it's all, it's only going to get bigger and better. And we hope and wish that all of you guys that are already subscribed and
0: following will spread the word. Uh, we've got a bunch of kick ass stuff coming at you. So yeah, for real, for real. And just, let's just contemplate that really fast, John, you said the sure. year 2020, Okay, Uh, John and I are very close in age. Like probably just you know one year kind of separates us in a couple months. You know. Yep. Um, And that year, twenty twenty, like when we would watch movies as kids, that was like the futuristic year. Right. I I
1: was. I'm thinking like Back to the Future. You got the hoverboards and flying cars and Mm -hmm. like futuristic stuff. Um, Some of it has kind of come to fruition. Some of it is still kind of a pipe dream. Uh, but yeah, I, I totally remember, I remember, um, in, uh, 1999, uh, that new year's, uh, I remember vividly for some reason, um, I, I think I was gigging somewhere. I was playing at somebody's party at their house. And one of the conversations was, what are we, what kind of music are we going to be playing? in, and you know, 10 years from now. And somebody was like, hell, what about 2020? Oh, you know what I mean? And it, yeah. it's just, and here we are mm-hmm. here, here we are. Um, it just seems like, uh, you know, obviously as you get older, um, it's just, it's almost like dog years for me, man. I feel like, you know, 10 years is goes by in the span of like three years. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I totally
0: agree. Yeah. And just, I mean, I think I had to, I had to really think about this. Like somebody was like, Hey, you know, 2020 starts a new decade, you know, like, yeah, and, and yeah. it makes you kind of reflect like not only on, you know, just things or kind of what we're about to get into here, like things right. that we would consider favorites, but, um, your own life. Like what, what has happened in the last decade that was really great? What has happened that was really bad? Like, how did you overcome hard stuff? And, you know, what did you learn from that stuff that you could carry into the next decade? You know, like between here and 2030, you know, like what what would you, what would you see for yourself? What would be the, the things that you would want to have foresight and like, yeah, I'm not gonna let that happen again. You know?
1: Yeah, for sure, man. Lots of things, you know, um, and some, you know, a lot of those things that I've been contemplating earlier this year, I've started implementing towards the last quarter of this year and, am better off for it, uh, for sure. Um uh, you know, and we talked about this on some podcasts, you know, taking, you know, less crappy gigs and, mm-hmm. you know, just being, being more particular about my time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think um, yeah, John and I totally agree on the time thing. Like time is is the most valuable commodity we have. We can never make more of it. We can never mm-hmm. get it back. And, never, you know, you have to, you have to be really careful with how you spend your time and how you, um, how you invest yourself. And if you're going to invest yourself, like what, you know, what's that going to be? What's it look like? Is it, you know, would you rather spend more time with your family than on the road gigging? Yes. That's mm-hmm. where John and I are at, but you know, I think it's mm-hmm. different for everyone. And we've explored that in some episodes this past year. Um, and the other thing is, is health and fitness, you know, as John and I've gotten older, um, you know, health and fitness has become just a thing for me this year. And, and yep. that inspiration came from, from you, John. Um, oh, buddy. You Thanks, know, like man. that's just to see your progression over the years and, and the commitment to that. I was like, you know, this is what I need to do as well. You know, and I think having,
1: mm-hmm.
0: having a kid around and as she mm-hmm. is starting to progress mm-hmm. into like soccer and softball and all these mm-hmm. things, I'm like, man, I want to be able to keep up with her for years mm-hmm. to come, not just for a year. So, right. you know, turning it into a lifestyle.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's the biggest thing, man. It's, it's, it's uh persistence and dedication. It's gotta be a part of your routine.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, and that's the biggest, um, the biggest sticking point with, you know, health and fitness stuff, man, is you have to do it. You have to be consistent with it. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's okay if you eat a cheeseburger and a Reese's cup one day, but not every day. Right. 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 You know what I mean? It's okay if you, if you have to take a week or two off of working out because you're you may have injured your 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 wrist or your arm whatever but as long as you get back to it it doesn't yeah. all that stuff is 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 relative when you're in the grand scheme of thing the biggest thing like you're saying is is making commitment that I'm going to do this this is going to be a lifestyle change right because right. that's right. exactly all those not to get off on a soapbox but all those freaking Personal trainers and all this crap that that's out there about oh take this pill do this exercise. I think the one thing that I can hang my hat on that they all say that is the most paramount is it is a lifestyle change. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep, the consistency. A yeah, the consistency you for know? sure. Yep
1: how how you get there is it's up to you it's how you get there but it's got to be a change in your lifestyle yep and that's it. And that's what i had to do for the same reasons man i'm getting older i got i got two young children you know one of my daughters is same as you you know she's wanting to play soccer she's wanting to play basketball she wants to do volleyball um you know so uh you know my dad passed away when he was 28 years old he was 60 you know mm. and i'm just like i got a lot i got a lot to, uh to stick around for you know mm. so uh, yeah. I mean, I, I definitely appreciate, um, and, uh, you know, cause I, I did, you know, I was, it was something that I had to definitely change around and man, I, it was, it paid benefits and so many other facets of my life, especially my playing
0: mm-hmm.
1: for sure. Um, you know, obviously it didn't make my chops, uh, grow exponentially. That just comes from hard work and practice, but I felt better. It gave me confidence, and I think it's just the mindset. You know, mm-hmm. it's like you, you, you know, when you feel when you feel good, you play good. You know, your clothes fit better. You feel con- it's just a confidence thing. You know yep. what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, and I think that's that that has a lot to do, especially if you're going out and 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 you're a gun for hire, and you're trying to, you know, maintain your touring gig, or you're trying to, you know, do these cattle calls. It's like you got to set yourself apart you know what i mean anybody can uh you know we're not saying you need to be a meathead or anything like that but you need to have your look down right, right you right. need to have that needs to be part of the of the package but um just just take care of yourself that's it it doesn't have to be you know you don't have to be arnold schwarzenegger but you know you just need to take care of yourself and as you get older um that is definitely uh it's something you need to start focusing in on. So yep. that's enough yep. of my soapbox. <laughs> all
0: good. That's it. I mean, that's it. I mean, I totally agree with all of that. You know I mean, it's just, yeah, just stay, you know, staying focused on that kind of stuff is, is huge, right. especially, I mean, I think about like the first of the year when I started doing the gig with you, uh, and Joe hall, like we were doing those three hour sets and I remember my back and my shoulder hurting oh, and I'm like, why oh, does my dude. body feel like this? And it's like, yeah, we're playing three hour sets. And yeah. I started thinking about it. And I was like, you know, maybe I should work out a little bit. Maybe I should just kind of work out and get myself feeling a little bit better. And I bet you right. it'll help. And one thing leads to the next and to the next and to the next and before you know it. Yep here we are in December, I'm coming up on a year of like steady, consistent working out. And I feel great. You know, I could play these three hour shows now and I don't even, it doesn't even phase me, you know? Yeah. I mean, Um, I
1: can see the results too. I mean, you look great, man. I mean, it's, that's, that's what it takes, man. It takes that lifestyle change in order for, for you to, um, you know, be consistent about it. But yeah, I mean, dude, playing three hour shows, man, my goodness, mm -hmm. you know, um, especially for drummers, man, you know, a lot of times if you're doing, you know, the corporate band thing, or you're in a, you know, band like, uh, like Chris and I are, and you're backing up an artist, you know, you have to take a lot of those, you know, 10 to 2s or 11 to 1s, and Mm -hmm. you got to play, man, and you need to be able to bring it for that entire game, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Uh, And be able to recover from it. You can't relax, you can't,
0: you can't hold back, you're totally right. Well, John, um, Let's get into uh to this uh to this episode as far as the meat of it. Um as yes. the title says, we're doing kind of a year-end review. And oh, yes. um I think as a caveat, you know we're going to go through some categories here, and I think the fun part of this is that John and I haven't really shared a ton of our answers to these categories we're going to throw up. We have not. Which uh which which I think will will make it interesting and hopefully make it conversational as usual. Yeah,
1: it, it'll def- definitely keep it uh keep it fresh for sure uh because we're kind of
0: you know, we're we're slightly spitballing here, Chris, as yeah. the kids say. Yeah, just a little bit. Um, just a little bit. One of the things as a caveat, we're gonna we're gonna go down through like you know maybe our albums of the year in certain categories, uh-huh. and yep. and one thing you guys may notice is that there are some categories of genres that aren't gonna appear on this list, and I'll just say that caveat being that. And obviously we're not going to say this with this broad stroke or this, you know, umbrella or formula, but we included categories of genres, or should I just say genres in general that Mm -hmm. include musicians, right? These are people that are writing and they are playing and performing these things. Not to say that that doesn't happen in, you know, pop music Mm -hmm. or electronic music. These, these people are still just as credible, Um, but We come from a place of a working musician, and yep. that means you put your you know you put your guitar on, you set up your drums, you grab yep. your your microphone and sing, your keyboards, yep. whatever it happened to be. Yep. Um, you're not just a touring musician; like right? You right. take part in the recording aspect of those albums too. So right. we're definitely not trying to leave anyone out. But you'll understand here soon why certain genres didn't make it in the list.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, for a side note, if you guys happen to want to know our thoughts on pop records or rap records that we like. Uh, this year, email us. Let us yeah. know, and we'll definitely respond to you. Yeah. We love to interact with you guys, um, but you know there can only there's only so much time, right? So we kind of right. w- you know the we're cream has to it. rise to the top. And,
0: and don't get me wrong, I know we're not going to cover hip hop, but man, I love some hip hop, especially especially like modern proper hip hop, not some of the, sure. not some of the, the terrible stuff, which we'll, we won't talk about that. Yes. Um, you know, the way that the hip hop is portrayed, I, I'm thinking like the iconic people that are still the the iconic hip hop artists that are still producing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know, and that's something that I've, um, uh, you know, I've, I've kind of lost touch with as the years have gone by. Um, you know, I'll definitely need to uh, pick your brain about some stuff, but Uh not to get too far down the rabbit hole. I do like that Kendrick Lamar dude. He's good. I like I like I like his stuff. Oh Um, yes. Oh yes. He's got a good flow. He he his lyrics, his raps actually have a meaning and a point. Right. They ain't talking about some some substance.
0: They ain't talking about Zannies and all this kind of stuff. Like it's some deep yeah, you want some. Yeah. I mean it's gotta be it's gotta be deeper. Like you can talk about the party aspect. That's cool. But if that's what you built your whole if you build your entire like self on that and you're, you're where's your credibility in 10 years in another decade you know you're right. going to fade all out right. dude not kendrick he he won't no no not not at all all right there's our hip hop yeah. so soapbox. Yeah.
1: <laughs> there you go there's your for all you hip hop fans out there
0: don't say we didn't give you something cuz we did boom. we gave you one guy kendrick yep boom boom all right so we're going to go let's say we'll, we'll we'll there'll be some surprises along the way here john but i'm just going to yep. say yep. we'll start with what do we start? Like with? Like rock Chris? album. Let's start with rock album. Rock. And, and I'll love say as, another, I another caveat rock. of rock here is you got to be yeah. careful with the word rock. And I'm going to use oh, air gosh. quotes here yeah. right? because you will find right? some really strange music in what people will consider rock. So John and I yeah. come from a background that if it's rock music, it means there is a guitar. It means that there is volume. It isn't some... Uh-huh. Um, folk sounding stuff I'm there all about some has, folk music there
1: also has to be a guitar solo
0: right there okay. needs to be a guitar solo totally Thank agree you, I, you know I, I'm down for some Mumford and Sons but yeah, you can't yeah, yeah, put yeah. them you'd be, you be surprised how many lists they make it in that are called rock greatest albums Jeez. and Mumford and Sons it's not rock guys y'all That's can send all your hate right. mail to us yeah. Yeah. get yeah. fiddlesandpearedittles at gmail.com <laughs> um, um but that is there. but that is not a rock no, album
1: totally, it's totally not rock i'm sorry it's no. not even on the same
0: in the same uh uh county as no. as rock it's not it's not so, um so john how about you go first tell me what's your rock album of the year so I'm going to have to go with my rock album of the year.
1: I'm going to have to go with the Slipknot boys, man. Ooh, um, yeah, yeah. This new, uh, this new Slipknot, and and you know, I, I kind of, I was kind of late to the game with Slipknot. Um, they kind of, they didn't really do anything for me. I, I, and I shouldn't say they didn't do anything. I just didn't really get it. I didn't mm-hmm. really get it. it. You know, the whole shtick with the masks and. You know, they they were they're kind of like the Earth, Wind, and Fire of hardcore. You know, there's yeah. like 14 of them up there, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, yeah.
0: There's there's nine number. of them on stage still. Um,
1: but you know, I just think that for me, um, their their new record is killer, man. It and is. you know, we were actually talking about some of the band members, um you know, that some of the new ones that came along that I didn't, I was unaware of. Yeah. Uh, but man, to me, Corey Taylor is one of the most underrated rock singers. I I mean, I'll be honest. Guy, I don't think
0: he's underrated. I just don't think he gets as or maybe much. He, yeah, yeah, thing, you know what I mean? Doesn't like doesn't get enough of the glory. Yeah. I mean, I don't <laughs> know if you listen to stone sour or not, I love because stone I mean, sour. obviously stone sour love, shifted yeah. more towards the rock right. thing. I, I, my yeah. personal opinion is that slipknot fits more of in a metal category. I agree. Um, yeah, they're, they're I would say they're more metal. But. His, his singing voice. I mean, obviously he's got this massive rep- repertoire of being able to sing and then do the screaming right. and yelling stuff. And right. it's incredible, man. Like the, the guy's just, he, if someone were to say, you know, Rapid fire question. My favorite metal slash rock vocalist current Corey Taylor, no doubt. Right. Yep. it would be the one. Well, for me, um, rock album, I'm going to stay in the vein of something that's a little more subdued because we are going to move to metal here in a little bit. Um, my rock album would be a band we've already featured on the podcast a few episodes ago, which is the band Camino
1: yes um yes yeah i dig their stuff you turned me on to them when a few podcasts ago and just really uh really really dig them yeah so.
0: their new album is called try hard which came out this year and yeah uh the song we featured on there the the song daphne blue is on that album yeah yeah but yeah, the yeah. whole album is good i mean you could listen to it from yeah, top down it it's so good it and what's cool is that they are you know they're doing the 80s kind of nod to the eighties and it's got that kind of sound, but it's it's still yep. it's more riffy kind of. Yeah, ideas, it is, you riffy. know, it's more rocking in your face. Yeah. Um so that's that's been a great album. Yeah. Uh, yeah this for year. sure.
1: Yeah, and and not to get too far ahead, but We Are Not Your Kind is the name of the new slipknot album that's out. Yes. Um just it's a start to finisher too, man. It is really, really good. Really just the production The mix on that is incredible. It is so good. Um, So uh, before I forget to mention the album, uh, that is We Are Not Your Kind Slipknot. Sorry. So El Camino, when you turned me on to these guys, um, that's the first thing that I noticed was the homage to the 80s. -hmm. But it's a really fresh kind of new take, if you will, on the production Um, the songwriting process, the choice of instrumentations that get mixed on the record. um, Just absolutely dig it, man. Really dig it. And I'm glad that those guys are kind of bringing that back around because that seems to be kind of a little bit of a trend Mm -hmm. in all, I would say, pop rock music is that the 80s is starting to really kind of
0: cycle back around into into um, these influences. Would Mm -hmm. you agree? Totally agree. And and it's also, it's not just 80s. What's interesting is some of the the 90s stuff is starting to bubble up a little bit too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I heard a a DJ talk about the new wave of new metal and I was like, what? But I mean, obviously we Uh know new metal was like, The end of the nineties, early two thousands, it was kind of that. Right. But, um, you know, everything's cyclical, man, everything goes in cycles. And we know that like the eighties are going to bubble back up. The nineties are going to bubble back up. Yeah, It happens not only in music, but also in fashion. I mean, it's, it's everywhere. So it's cool to see that stuff kind of cycle around but yep. of course certain things fall off and it makes you wonder like how far away from a decades perspective, if we're really analyzing this, like how far away do you have to get from the eighties for it not to come back? Cause we don't yes. see things like the forties come back and we don't really see right. things like the fifties come back. So yeah. you get far not enough away. It's like lot. this, it's like this rolling timeline, you know, like, yeah. is it, is it 20 years? Is it 30 years? Obviously it's more like 30, 35 years, maybe 40 years. It kind of rolls along.
1: Yeah. Yeah, totally. And, um, you know, you can definitely see a, a, um, a trend with newer artists. And I would say just to touch on this and not to go steer off course here, but like a lot of some of the country acts that are out are definitely paying an homage to the early nineties country. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, acts like Midland yes, who are, you know, just Dwight Yoakam sounding, yep. you know, just that kind of country. Right. right. And I think that's where country um, has to go, though. If they don't yeah, go back yeah. to
0: that kind of sound, but give it a modern twist, like yeah. it, country will be lost. <laughs> like country, it is it's, it's fading if, away. If, if,
1: if not already, you yeah. know, what I mean, it's like you can't, you know, um, you know, we've talked about this on previous podcasts, you know, having to listen, you know, whether it's not your bag, you know, you have to kind of listen to keep up with the Joneses, you know yes. what I mean, just mm-hmm. to kind of hear you know, especially for guitar players, the type of tones that are being recorded, what type of, you know, what type of sound are you hearing on these recordings? You know, are they Marshalls or the AC30s or the Fender Twins or the Fender Deluxes? You know, you're trying to, you're trying to get, a a a, a you're trying to capture the vibes that these guitarists are putting off on these records, mm-hmm. you know, whether they're the session guitarist or the touring guitarist that, are hired to do the session work, i.e. Jason Aldean uses his touring band for his session guys too. So, you know, you got to keep up with the Joneses, but yeah, the the country genre has got to, has got to come back to center.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, mm-hmm. it is getting, you know, um, it, it's just the, the more, the more, and, and the further away it gets, it's, it's just the more watered down it's getting, you mm-hmm. know?
0: Yeah. Totally so, agree. Totally agree. So anyway, um, it's cool. Our, it's kind of cool to see, to see that stuff yeah, kind of happening in every genre. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah. In every genre. You're right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and it is, it's, it's a cyclical thing, you know? Uh, and I think, you know, it's just, you know, you get 10 years down the road and those 18 year olds that are listening to music 10 years ago, well, they're almost 30 now. So yeah. Yeah. They, they're probably married, probably have a kid, you know, mm-hmm. Their life is different. Their experiences are different. Yep. Right. So that kind of cyclical nature in, 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 in culture and, and in, in society will always hearken music back to a place in time that really, you know, had substance. Right. Because right? right. as you get older, that's kind of what you're looking for. That's huge. You know? That couldn't be said
0: better great. That was perfect. That was perfect. That's your hallmark.
1: That's, 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 we, that's my hallmark, uh, uh, moral, um, whatever you want to call it, haiku, whatever you want to call it, my, my, uh, whatever. Yeah. Uh, no. That was,
0: that was pretty good. I'm going to pass myself on the yeah. Back yeah. 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 That was a good one. <laughs> Substance. Substance. Take, Substance. take, take notes, kids. Um, yeah. so I'll go first on this one. Let's continue down the, okay. yeah, the, keep the keep genre, the genre sorry. train. So to keep us rolling, John, um, we'll go to the metal category, uh, genre. Um, yes. so a little bit heavier than, than the rock, uh, stuff. And, and for me, metal album of the year is definitely dream theaters, new album distance over time. Um, yes. this album is, uh, different with, with their, their new, and I'm going to say with air quotes, again, their new drummer, Mike Mangini. Yeah, uh, he's what really a great not new. album name too, man. Yeah, I'm just, sorry to interrupt. That's cool. A, that's a, that's a great, Whoever
1: whoever thought about that, if that was a collective thing, good job, Dream Theater. Hats yeah. off on that yeah. one. Great, a huge great album name. Continue. Yeah. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs>
0: it's all good. Um, we say new drummer because he is the new guy, but right, right, he's right. been with them, we have to all consider he's been with them for like eight or nine years, right? Uh, G yeah, I mean, is a... That's pretty... A, a, that, that doesn't that, feel almost, new anymore, right? Right, 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 for sure. But what's cool about this album uh, is that it's it's different than the ones that have been recorded previously with Mangini because they all got in a room and they jammed and it was just more organic, uh, and mm-hmm. it's just great. I mean, from 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 start to finish, it's definitely my pick of the year. Uh, been listening to Dream Theater since nineteen ninety four, as yep. you know, avid fan. Yep. Portnoy is probably my biggest influence, you know, throughout my drumming career and mm-hmm. it literally was a blow for me when when the news came that he was he was leaving the band and um uh, as it all turned out, you know, there's fans that stand on different sides of it, but as it all turned out, I feel like he was technically fired from the band more than left. Um,
1: yeah, it seems that way, Chris. It seems that way. You know, I don't know, obviously we don't know firsthand, but man, if I was a betting man, which I am, I would say he was let go. He was let go.
0: Yeah. I would say that he definitely was. So, uh, that's my choice. What is, what is your choice for metal album, sir?
1: I, you know, um, since I kind of, you know, my Slipknot thing was kind of a, um, you know, kind of rode the line between rock and metal, I'm actually going to go with the Dream Theater record as well. Yeah. Um, You and I have had Dream Theater discussions um, throughout our friendship. Um, They're not one of my go-to bands, but when I, you know, obviously having to pick something out of this year, um, you know, there's a lot of stuff, you know, there's a lot of metal bands out there that have put out some really good stuff, but man, like this Dream Theater record to me, having them all get together and even the drummer, he was in the co-writing process and, uh, the new, the, mm-hmm. the new guy, the new I guess guy. You could say. Yeah. um, having them all in a room together, writing and co-writing. I mean, it feels like old Dream Theater. And if I had to get stuck in a room and listen to Dream Theater, it would be their old stuff, right? right. Because it is, yeah. it's, it's freaking killer, man. Mm-hmm. You know? So, um, I believe this is their 14th, 14th studio,
0: yeah. 14th studio release. Um, you know, I mean, uh, nonstop, no breaks, you know, like yeah, fourteen no bra- albums, I, I mean, like that's like a, you know, you don't know how many bands get to say that. That's like in the vein of you know, Toto and you know, you just bands that can go on for that long and release that much music, especially without a hiatus, you know, like right, th- right. It's, it's been mean, the I, same cycle: it's write album, record album, release album, tour on album, yep. start it over again. And yep. man, fourteen albums—that's just as huge.
1: Yeah, I mean, you just can't you got to tip your hat to a band that can stick together and, and put out records uh you know for that long. You know, and if I'm not mistaken, they actually signed another long term deal with Sony music. So mm-hmm. they're gonna be putting out putting out a, a, a plethora of albums to come if if you know you know, if they just signed a new deal, they're gonna be recording some music, man. Yeah. Lots of tours, lots of new music. Yep. Uh, but I just think um just the title of the of the record, Distance Over Time. What a great, what a great kind of culmination, if you will, of mm-hmm. them getting back to what their roots as a band, writing songs as a band, uh, being in the room and working this out. As opposed to we're, you know, we were talking about this earlier. Like it seems like they wrote songs like they'd just get punched in and they'd write a part, and right. somebody else would punch in, in the studio. Oh, punch me in, I got a part. Right. You know what I mean? Sometimes it feels that way,
0: but what's what I right. find amazing about Dream Theater is that they are the musician's band. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like well, one, of the, yeah. one of my favorite posts that I saw this past year on, on Instagram was Tim LaFave, incredible jazz and fusion bass player. He probably stands alone as oh, more, of, more of a jazz bass player, right? Yeah. But yeah. he posts a video of going to see Dream Theater. And I'm thinking of all people, like Tim LaFave, like going to see Dream Theater. But he went because he's like, you know, they're the musician's band, you know, like you, you got mm-hmm. a guy that's like the quintessential bass player of our time in jazz music. And he's like, how do I get inspired? I go see Dream Theater. That's how I get inspired. And I mean, that was, that was a huge statement to me. Yeah, totally, man. I mean, and they definitely,
1: they are the musician's music of choice. A lot of, a lot of cats, man. I mean, my goodness, man, when I was at school, man, uh, it was, you know, uh, cause I graduated in 2000 and oh, was it 2001, 2002, 2002. And, uh, so everybody was listening to, uh, six degrees of inner turbulence.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: And the one before that, which was, uh, I can't remember. You can probably help me the one before that one. I can't think of it off the top of my head. Well, it's probably scenes from
0: a memory. Scenes from, that's yeah. right. So and that's like the, the album they're celebrating right now on the tours right. they've been on.
1: So everybody was like, dude, you got to listen to Dream Theater, you know, especially the guitar players. You got to listen to John Petrucci. You, you got to hear this guy play.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, um, you know, it never, it never, I mean, obviously that is, so one of the things that make a guitar player great um, or stand the test of time is and we've talked about this before. Is like when you close your eyes and you have and you say guitar player A step forward and play your instrument. You close your eyes. You have no idea who it is. But as soon as they start playing, I can tell you exactly who that player is. Right. And Petrucci is one of those cats. Yep. I can listen to one measure of him of him playing something. and I can tell you exactly who it is. That's huge. Hey, just, I mean to have a you know, to
0: have a voice like that, you know, any player that has that is incredible. Yeah. Just I mean insane. Um so let's uh let's continue moving. I'm glad we agree on the, the Dream Theater uh, yes. album there. And we'll con- we'll continue moving on to the next one. All right, John, so let's move to jazz as a genre. So what uh Jazz, ping, ching
1: ching, ching, ching ching,
0: ping ponging here. Um yep. so your what is your jazz album of the year?
1: Okay, so probably one of my favorite Uh, jazz musicians um, of all time. And it happens to be uh, Chick Corea and his Trilogy 2 live album Mm -hmm. that features the amazing Brian Blade on drums and Christian McBride on the double bass. Mm -hmm. My Mm -hmm. God.
0: I love Brian Blade. I really do. But I think if obviously Chick Corea is amazing, but if I'm being real honest, my favorite in that group is definitely Christian McBride. i feel like he is carrying a torch but he's also like he's also opening new doors like with his with his own stuff like wow like it's it's definitely this new what if whatever you might want to call it like whatever the new generation of jazz is
1: oh he's he's carrying that torch chris i mean that guy he can do it all man i mean he is just phenomenal man um you know, that's why it's, I mean, dude, you gotta, I can't stress enough all you guys, man, study up on these cats, man. Uh, you'd be surprised, you know, I mean, God, Christian McBride plays with Sting. He plays with a lot of other pop artists, man. Mm -hmm. Like he's an in-demand bass player, not just doing straight ahead jazz stuff. So, um, you know, and of course, Brian Blade is probably another one of those for me loving drummers the way I do. When I hear him play jazz.
0: I know instantly I can pretty much tell you that's prime blade. Yeah. He's a, he's a beast. And we, we, we could probably spend a whole episode talking about Chick Corea.
1: Yeah. And, and I mean, you know, when I was in school, uh, we had to play Spain,
0: Ooh,
1: um, and level four jazz. <clears throat> I thought I was just going to go ahead and quit before we had to get to that. <laughs> but you know, just his uh writing capabilities and his melodic presence is just out of this world man.
0: Yeah.
1: Um it is so inspiring, you know, to hear three people make that much music. It's it's, it's just it's so inspiring and it, they do a couple of my favorite uh jazz standards. Uh they do 500 Miles High and All Blues mm. on the trilogy and they are just cooking it man. It's it, awesome. It's, it's amazing. I uh, can't can't recommend the trilogy to enough. Go check it out. Chris, uh, Chick Corea, Christian McBride, Brian Blade.
0: Yes. Love it. That's my, that's my <laughs> pick. So mine will be a guy that I didn't know anything about until I started following. Obviously this year was kind of my, my dive as deep as I've ever dove into jazz music. Um, oh, yeah. one of my, oh, yeah. one of my, um, my conduits to, to this guy was through a drummer named Nate Smith, uh, oh, yeah. who, who I love. Um, yeah, but Nate, Nate, Smith, Nate, Nate. Nate, Smith didn't release any music in 2019. And if we're staying in the yep. vein of our, our year end review, um, right. it's through a, a saxophonist that he played with. His name is Chris Potter. Oh, so Chris Potter. Potter so good. That boy. Good. He, that boy. Good. Uh, he, he released an album this year called circuits, yep, which is amazing. Features it drummer, uh, Eric Harland, which Eric yep. has been playing for a long time. Um, yep. We actually share the same birth month and year. Oh, how Chris about Harlan, that, Chris Harlan? How and about I. that? He's he's a little bit older than me, not much. Yeah, um, incredible drummer, incredible album. I, I love yeah. that the Chris Potter stuff. It walks the line between jazz and fusion, but I don't think you yes. could ever call it both. Most people would yes. just say it's jazz, but it definitely has a lot of fusion to it.
1: It's got a lot of elements of fusion in it for sure.
0: Yeah, I love it. So you guys definitely check out circuits. Uh, I won't, I won't dive in too much any deeper here because I do have what, what I'm really excited about is our next category, which is oh, boy. John, John and I are going oh, to from, from our own perspectives in Give it our, our git fiddles and paradiddles. Throne, uh yes. john's gonna give me his favorite guitarist and then i will uh-huh. give you my favorite drummer we won't we won't so we, many so many I would, but i but would so so guitarist john
1: yes um it's definitely going to be i'll show you in guitarist Pellini. my god has this
0: guy just lit a fire underneath my butt yeah this dude has <laughs> tore onto the scene
1: so he's obviously blowing up uh Chris and I are going to see him uh, open up for a periphery at the masquerade Mm -hmm. coming in February. February. We'll be getting getting our tickets for that. Yep. Yep. Um, Just that whole, I mean, I don't know. I I guess he's part of that gent, the gent sound, that that kind of.
0: It's definitely got that, it's got the the gent sound, but I think it's more, um, obviously it's that sound It's heavy like that, but I feel like his stuff and you, you can talk to this deeper than I can definitely leans more on like jazz sensibility, but yeah, there's a lot of thing going on.
1: Yeah. I I would say it's got that gent kind of metal rhythm to it, but it's really got a lot of, of fusion elements to it. I would say. More so than, you know, like periphery or animals as leaders, it's definitely more fusion esque. A lot of the harmonic complexities, um, a lot of the melodic qualities are super jazz fusion y. And mm. I love it. The mm. guitar tones um, are just phenomenal. If I'm not mistaken, Mr. Pellini actually has a plug in you can get on his compute on your computers that has his amps and effects and you could dial it in just like he does on wow. his records um i think it's by a company called neural uh so check that out but just uh, just and and that's what that's you know that, that's what gets my my juices going is is that weaving of the rock in the jazz. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Like mixing those two elements together just really dangles my dangle. Yeah. So he he unfortunately hasn't released any new material uh this past year. He put out a uh record at the end of last year in 2018. Um but it's got to be plenty hands down uh the the tone, the phrasing, the technique, uh the songwriting, it is out of this world, man. Um check him out online. It's P L I N I. Um, there's a lot of different stuff that you can find out on him and go and download his stuff. Um, I think handmade cities is the, is the record. That's the one that that'll, that'll cook your goose right there, Chris. Uh, All right.
0: Polini's my guy. Awesome. So for drummer, um, you know, there's, there's been so many drummers from this, this past year that have really done some amazing things, but, Obviously, I can only pick one. And was, there can only be one, Highlander. There can only be one. Um, it, was, uh, it was hard for me, but I, I'm going to go with Jay Weinberg. So he's the guy that Jay is, he is yeah. the drummer for Slipknot, uh, and that is his current gig, and it has been his current gig for several years now where, since Jerry where, la- where does that last name sound familiar, Chris? So Jay Weinberg is the son of Max Weinberg, who is the longstanding drummer for Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, yeah. Uh yeah, so yeah. his son Jay uh was, was brought up basically in rock and roll royalty and, and drummer yeah, royalty right. really. Um and by exactly. prox by proxy, what's amazing yes. is when Max wasn't able to cover Bruce Springsteen gigs, Jay Weinberg has set in for him. Uh, and so, God, what, so a,
1: what a what a what a gig to be, you know, schlepped off to. Right. Right. Yeah. I'll take the Bruce Springsteen yeah, show, whatever. I'll fill
0: in for my dad for yeah. Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. yeah. It's God, like, I mean, I'm that's sorry. just so that's, huge. That's so rep. huge. No, yeah, but this, that, this, this is one of the this is one of the big reasons I pick him, because I know after doing some research on this guy is that on right. the surface, you would say, oh, he's the mask wearing drummer for Slipknot. Yes. But that's yeah. just one facet of what he does uh, right. and what he has done. I mean, he's a very multi, yeah. multifaceted drummer. Love this dude. And one of the things he's doing right now is he puts on this cool clinic and not many metal drummers do this. Most clinic players are just that they play clinics. They don't really play in bands and most band Mm -hmm. players. They don't really do that either. They don't go the other way and do the clinic thing. Um, Well, he's doing this really cool thing where he's partnered up with his, his drum company, SJC. He's partnered up with Vans Shoes. I'm not sure how he got all this going, but he partnered with all these people to sponsor this thing. And it's called loyal to the craft and it's a it's a tip of the hat to not only the craft of drumming but the craft of metal the craft of showmanship just the whole thing yeah, and it's free. Thing. You go to this thing and he puts it on and it's free. Like all these people show up, all these drummers, all these fans. And yeah, he's putting the mask on. He's playing the Slipknot stuff. He's doing the drum solos. But you can meet him face to face. You can talk with him. I mean, it's just such a no drummers doing it like this. And I think that, you know, that's a guy that's carrying Freaking the torch.
1: brilliant, Chris. Yeah, I it mean It is brilliant, man. I mean, yeah.
0: I mean, you're carrying the torch for generations yeah. of people yep. by, by saying, I'm going to put myself... at, at at the, at the most vulnerable, like I am the only person on stage and I'm still going to perform as if everyone were here. I mean, you guys should go online and look at some of this stuff, like look up Jay Weinberg loyal to the craft, the stuff that he puts out. I mean, he's, he's exposing himself in such a way and it's, it's great. I mean, it's, it's what, it's what the culture of musicianship needs. It really is. Um, So he's definitely my pick, totally my pick there. That's a good Um, one, bro. That's a good one. So we've got, we've got three more, we got three more categories, John, which kind of deviate slightly from music, maybe not slightly, totally from music. As you guys know, as you, as you followed us, John and I have become a lot more organic with the podcast. We talk about the things we like, you know, just because, I mean, think about it. If, if I were to meet John and I knew he was a professional musician and he meets me, I'm not going to talk about him about his guitar strings. And he's not going to ask me what B do I like on my, on my drumsticks. You know, you, you an acorn guy, or you a barrel tip guy? This is not what we do. We talk about the things that we're interested in. It's going to be movies. It's going to be TV shows. It's going to be podcasts. It's going to be sports Sports. and and, you know, it's going to be all that stuff. So let's just be real and honest and call it what it is. If this is a working drummer's podcast, Let's talk to each other like we'd be working drummers, right? Or working right. musicians. Uh, yeah. Not not working drummers, working musicians. So forgive yeah. me. Um, so let's go down through some of those categories, John. Like w- Ooh, what we would yes. call stuff that interests us outside of music. Um, we'll start with movies. Like what would be your movie of the year that just Ooh, blew you that away? Is, that
1: is a good, good one. Um, there are definitely a lot to choose from. Um, I would have to say if we're going pound for pound haven't seen the start in the new star Wars movie. It just came out,
0: just came out. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah. unfortunately I wish I could. Yeah. We both have haven't seen time, it. So we can't really put can't, that one. On our list. Really, right.
1: So i w I'm going to have to go, uh, Avengers end game. You can't go wrong. I mean, that's I'm going to have to say Endgame. game that movie as much hype as that freaking movie got. Um, for me, I thought it, did a really good job of living up to about 90% of it. I think um, the thing
0: to take away from not only that movie, but ending a 10 year like epic saga uh, yeah. like that, like right. like that, think about that vision, like the, you know, yeah. I mean just that guy that runs that studio, Kevin, what, f- f- uh, how do you say his last name? Phage, oh, I believe. Kevin Phage, Yeah, yes, I mean, that's it. To have the vision for 10 years and to incorporate all those characters and all those interwoven storylines to end it with Endgame. game. I mean, man, it was, it was huge.
1: Yeah. Uh, Kevin, yeah. Kevin Feige, uh, F E I G E. Sorry if we're butchering that, but yeah. that's what we're going to go with. Yeah. And that's the thing, man, like you can go and start, with the first Iron Man, because that's when it all started, right, right right the first Iron Man like that's that's the alpha right, and you watch all these movies now that you can go on the internet and put them all together as far as the chronological order you're supposed to watch them in right you see all these elements being introduced that all come to fruition in in game yep uh just a great I mean just a well done comic book movie yes you yes. know the whole fate i guess you know
0: i guess that was phase two or whatever it was by well, the time I mean, they got technically to. technically when they got to there it's my understanding that was phase four phase you know, four like you're, you're in phase you, right. four they're like you're way into it but they're you know the whole saga i mean to, to tell a 10-year story like wow um And I've not done this, but maybe I would like to try it. I've heard some people say that you should watch Endgame and then go back and watch iron man, like right on the heels of it and to see how they tied so many things together. Yeah.
1: I mean, and and, and I'm thinking of this stuff while I'm watching the movie, like a lot of this stuff I'm thinking about, like, Oh man, like there's Easter eggs all in Endgame that you can harken back to iron man one. Yeah. You know, you can, uh, captain America, a lot of stuff in there. Um, you know, so, kudos to marvel studios yes uh for putting that together cuz i think they kind of set the bar man cinematically with how you're not just comic book movies but action movies
0: yes like that right? that that's been yeah i mean they've set a bar so high that the the fear is that this next set of you know this next 10 years is going to be really hard for them to outdo it and i think we all have yep. to to come at any kind of judgment we have for future Marvel stuff. Let's just remember what they started with. Like, yep. you know, it's not yep. as if like this was their first album and then their, their second album was pretty good. And their third album was great. It's like, they started out the gates with an amazing set of stuff. I mean, they and, come in they They're,
1: they were coming in hot dude from the get go right yes.
0: yes i mean they, they, amazing. they
1: had they had this vision from since i the first iron man so uh definitely uh wish i could have saw star wars really do but uh as of as of the 23rd of december it has got to be end game for sure for me chris boom uh, i serve that to you sir
0: if you had if you hadn't chose that one i would have chose it but the other one that was really kind of a almost a a, a movie snob uh movie right, from right. this year uh is the the new quentin tarantino movie which is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood.
1: Oh, yeah. Haven't seen it. Heard lots of good things about it. You've been telling me to watch that movie for quite some time. So I've got to I got to get on that, sir.
0: I, I would tell you, before you go see it, I mean, I know that you've not seen it. And I think we do uh-huh. want to be careful not to, you know, do the spoilers thing for people. Uh, definitely go see it. You can't go wrong with Tarantino movies. Oh, no, 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 no In my no, opinion, not at all. you can't. I mean, Next. you got DiCaprio. You got Brad Pitt. And, yep. Yeah. I mean, you, you, there's just so many heavyweight names. Um, yep. Mar- Margot Robbie's in it. I mean, it's, it's amazing. Um, but what you should definitely do before you go watch it is learn. If you don't, I would say for those that don't learn and understand about the Manson killings first.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, right? for sure. You need to yeah.
0: understand that because the movie itself as it begins to climax throughout, you kind of get where they're going towards it, but I'm not mm-hmm. going to give it away. I don't I definitely want, don't want to give it away, but understand the Manson situation as a whole. Right. right. Um cuz that was
1: that was a really big big deal back in that that time frame. That whole situation with him. So I I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Um So I kind of, I'm kind of getting an idea of, of, of how that picture is going to be painted. And that just makes me want to see the movie even more now. Yeah,
0: You should definitely go see it. So, so that's my pick. Um, that's a good pick, man. Yeah, that's man. solid, bro. So here, solid. here's the, here's the one that I know John and I both agree on because all we do is talk about either baseball sports or we're going to talk about TV series next in our genre, uh, and our, our we, I know both of our picks is Game of Thrones.
1: Oh, it's right? not even a debate, dude. I mean, it's, it's not it, even. A we, debate, we
0: don't even have to spend a lot of time here. If you've no. not seen Game of Thrones, I don't want to be your friend. Um, nope. If, nope. if you're if, not welcome here. If you're, if you're listening sleep, to this podcast, <laughs> yeah, if you're listening to this podcast and you still haven't seen Game of Thrones, please stop this now and go yeah, watch just it. Go back to watch it. All Dang. of them. Yeah, Game of Thrones ended this year, um, yeah. and it was it was a. Uh, Definitely bittersweet. Um, yeah, but very
1: it, very bittersweet. Yeah, um, you know I hate it that a lot of the stuff got leaked online. Yeah, you know uh, what are you going to do? You know, nothing. Yeah, because I, to I'm the an Internet. idiot. Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm an idiot and went and went down that rabbit rabbit hole and you know. But the cinematic bar that that show set for a TV show for a TV show. Yeah that's going to be hard to top that one, bro. Yeah.
0: You ain't going to top that hard one. to top everybody. That one. There's going to be a lot of people that try, but they will, they will fail. Yeah, um, I mean, they'll, they'll, now I will say what I'm really, really looking forward to is that some people may not know this, but Amazon is, is spending billions with a B with a to B. make a remake of Lord of the Rings. Oh, and they're already casting I'm, all kinds of people for this uh, thing. Uh, uh, and if Amazon yeah. is throwing their weight and their money behind something, it's probably it better gonna be good. It's going to be yeah. insane. I would imagine. Yeah. And I think it's going to yeah. be, it's not going to be a movie. It's going to be a TV series. It's gonna be a, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, take my money. Take my money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Take my money. So John, yeah, our last category, our last category, which oh. I feel like. You know, you know, 2019 coming to an end has been a good year to us. Yeah. So I feel like time. we should we should tip our hats to people we take inspiration from not only in music and movies and TV shows, but in podcast. you know, oh, our yeah. fellow podcasters that inspire us. Um, yep. We you know, I know that John and I both listen to a lot of podcasts. I probably yes. have, you know. 10 that are in regular rotation with others that I pick up based on recommendations from websites and other things, you know, from Twitter. Um, So John, tell me about your, your podcast pick and, 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 you know, tell me, tell me why, like, what do you get from that? You know, like we're, we're hoping we provide content for our listeners. Right. So as a listener of this podcast, you're going to mention, like, why would you, why would you give it as an example?
1: So this, this is probably, you know, a captain obvious and super chalk here, but I mean, for me, it's Joe Rogan, man. That guy, he is the Walter Cronkite of my generation. Yes, yes. You know, just that he is where I go to get it from the horse's mouth, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Because he has, if you're into politics, if you're into sports, if you're into uh, conspiracy theories, if you're into science, if you're into physics. If you're into uh, outdoors hunting, if you're into anything, that is the guy, dude. He is interviewing everybody. Yeah. And what's crazy and
0: is he started it started out so small. I remember when it came yeah. out and I was like, Joe Rogan, wasn't he from like Fear Factor? Yeah. And I was dude. like, who is this? What he's got a podcast? And then like, yeah. dude, just give it a little time and it it blew up.
1: Yeah. You know, he's great stand up comedy. He's straight up killing that, you know, did that, you know, had the you know, was had that TV show, sitcom, news radio with Phil Hartman and Andy mm-hmm. Dick back in the day. So mm-hmm. you wouldn't But man, it is definitely, I mean, every week when his podcast comes out, I'm, I listen to it. It doesn't matter if I'm into it or not. I just, um, you know, I just, that's kind of where I go to for my info, man. Like, I feel like, um, he's a great interviewer. He asks a lot of good questions for the most, I mean, there's some things where there's some softball stuff, but you know, you got to take it with a grain of salt. He's trying to You know, he wants people to feel comfortable when, when they're, when they're doing this thing with him, but man, it is just, honestly, he was the inspiration for, for this, you Mm -hmm. know, I Mm -hmm. was, you know, used him for a lot of my, my research and reconnaissance, you know, it's like, and, and his kind of trajectory as a podcaster is similar to ours. I mean, you know, audio quality content, the flow, all that stuff, you know, I use that as a template for what I try to do. Right. So it's got to be Joe Rogan without a doubt. Sorry, it's so cliche. And I'm sure everybody and their mama's probably already listened to him. But if you're not, you need to. Um, Well, I mean, it's
0: awesome. Cliche or not, it's, you know, there's a reason why it's cliche. Like it's, it's great, awesome content. Um, well for me, um, I listen to you know, so many podcasts across so many different categories, but uh, this guy named Nick Ruffini uh, puts out an incredible podcast called Drummer's Resource, and he, he, he just calls it the Drummer's Resource podcast. Um, here's the thing that's different about Nick's podcast here, um, the Drummer's Resource stuff, is that it, um, it's not just drummer interviews, which, of course, it is. You know, there's, a, there's a ton of drummer interviews. He interviews every genre you could imagine going back years on years. And he even has drummers on there that will, um, you know, he'll have, have them come back for a second or third visit. Um, but what's really, what's really cool cool about Nick is that he's, he's one of these guys that is deep in motivation and inspiration. So there's these, there's these great episodes that come out that have really nothing to do with drumming, but it's just motivating someone who has a dream Mm -hmm. or motivating Mm -hmm. someone who's trying something new or just life in general, life challenges. Like he is, He's such a motivator, you know, and he's such a, he's just such a positive ray of hope for musicians and just for the human, you know, human beings. Yeah. I think Um, that's, um, that's, that's, I
1: feel, I feel the same about Joe too, man. He's just a super good guy. You, if you looked at him, he's all, he's covered in tats. He's freaking ripped. You'd think he's a meathead, but the guy is just super sweet, super intelligent, just the exact opposite of what you're your 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 stereotype of him would be right. Uh, super thoughtful. I mean, you know, that, that's and it's the same kind of vibe with with this podcast you're talking mm-hmm. about. I think that that has. A lot to do with people's success on a podcast is the is the ability to be authentic
0: as a person. Right? I was about to say transparency. And I, yeah. I, I feel like yep. the, the John and I are, are always going to be striving towards that. If you guys you know, oh, yeah. if you guys had any you know, wonder, like, what's the podcast going to be like in 2020? more transparency yeah, more absolutely. authenticity yep. um and i think that brings us to to kind of you know the end of, the end of the road here john i mean um yeah, for, man. for for and this the, year and for 19, this man. for for this for yeah. this episode and for this year i mean uh, i know next year we we want more transparency from each other yeah. and for, yeah, for, for our sure. listeners, we yep. want more realism. Uh, and, and you know, and what I mean by that is, is what it's like to really be a working musician, you know, the yeah. struggles in and out of that, but then also just the honesty that comes along with saying, you know, sometimes we may not talk about music at all because that's not right. real,
1: you know, like the, yeah, it's just not, man. I mean, like when we've said this a hundred times, it's like, if I, You know, if, if we get on a gig and we don't know anybody, I'm not going to, I mean, you know, maybe for a a couple of minutes, we might talk shop about music. Other than that, man, it's going to be like about real life stuff.
0: Right. Right. You know, Hey, you you got any kids? You got any kids? Like, yeah. Like, you know, you, you're into football, you're into baseball. Like, that's just, that's just how, how you would talk to somebody. And it's just, um, You know, I know we started from a place and I'm thankful for that where we started with some very targeted conversations, Um, but I don't see us returning back to something that's really strong, hard format, format like that because we've covered that. We've been there and we've done that, but... Um, one of the things I'm looking forward to for, for this year is, uh, John and I are discussing doing some episodes on location. So that, yes, that could be from, on site. from when we're doing interviews, maybe at someone's studio or, um, whatever it may be, you know, we're hoping to to talk to future manufacturers of gear, um, managers, executives, even band members. Obviously we don't want to reveal anything, uh, but we've got a lot of stuff working and we're really excited for next year.
1: Yeah. Just couldn't, couldn't get in here fast enough. Um, we're like, I, you know, like Chris, Chris said, uh, to echo his sentiments, I mean, just transparency, man. We're going to start really, um, you know, this is how we are, right? Yeah. If you were to meet Chris and I out on the streets, like this is who we are. Like, like this is no put on. We don't talk any differently. This is not something that is just for the podcast. This is exactly who we are. And I right. think that we're going to continue that because I think that that's what ultimately what what resonates with with you know you guys out there listening is is that. Right. And 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 Chris and I's connection obviously I think comes through the podcast, but you know that's what people ultimately want. They want authenticity, they want real, you know, everyday kind of kind of stuff. So we're we're, going to do that.
0: The human condition steers us towards that. You know, like there's so much content on social media. There's so much content you can you can pick up. And every time, I would say nine times out of ten, you're always going to gravitate something that feels real and that you can connect with. Because we we all have the uncanny ability to to just sniff out BS. You know, like, oh that's that's crap. So yeah, dude. Let's just let's just stay real and and next year, man, twenty twenty John, it's gonna be huge.
1: It's gonna be huge, man. Uh, it's gonna be Donald Trump huge, as they say. Uh, we can't wait uh, for it to get here. Um, want to thank all the listeners, all the subscribers, everybody that's been spreading the word. Um, you know, um, stay tuned. We got some got bigger and better things coming. Lots of good content. Uh, like Chris said, we're gonna be doing some on location recordings. We're gonna be interviewing different people in the industry, executives, all kinds of, all kinds of new stuff. So uh, hope every. Ha- I hope everyone has a merry christmas. Yes. A safe, happy new year. Uh Uber, don't drink and drive, please. Yes,
0: yes. All of these things. Merry Christmas and happy holidays. I mean, we, we're, uh, we're going to hang our hats up for the rest of this year, but we're back and gosh, we're back in just like, you know, two weeks. We'll be back at it. Pretty much. Um, Not yeah. going too far. Not going too far. That's right. Well, John, let's, uh, let's get out of here and uh, let, these, let these people have a, a, a merry, happy holiday, Christmas, whatever yeah, Mary, you want to call it.
1: Merry, happy Easter, uh, yeah. Thanksgiving. Yeah, perfect. Whatever it's, called. whatever
0: it's called. All right, guys, we will catch you all next year. And we are out.